Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, welcome back to Ball Valve and Wronger. I am Steve Wronger Olivas, and he is James Ball Valve Breakwell coming to you again. And James, I have an exciting piece of our show lore in my possession today, Ooh. but let me begin with asking how you're doing because I'm standing. You can't see me, but I'm in a whole different position to uncork this bottle. But how are you doing today? I am doing spectacular. My children are leaving the house as we speak, hopefully to the bus stop, but maybe to someplace else, perhaps parts unknown. I don't know. I am shirking my parenting responsibilities to be here talking with you, and that tells you everything you need to know about my life. Uh, that is it in a nutshell for sure. It is bright and freaking early in the morning. You and I usually record a little bit later in the day, but James said, listen, you got to set your alarm for the middle of the night or I'm going to kick the door down and shine a flashlight in your eyes. And so here we are. Yes, these are strange times indeed, but we will do anything to make sure that we get this podcast out to our six listeners. It's probably fallen to five ever since we went on our ball ga ball valve kick. I almost said ball gag, which means something slightly different. We should we should think of a code word so we don't have to say ball valve anymore. Because I'm pretty sure even the people who enjoyed us saying that are sick of it now. So we need a, we need a safe word to take its place. The ball valve count did come in last week. Really? And did you? I believe you were tagged in on the tweet from JDB. But uh, do you care to venture a guess how many ball valves were mentioned last week, including the one you slid in right as the show was closing? <laughs> you know what? I bet our ball valve count was up. I bet it was like 35. It was not. It was our lowest in ball oh. valve history. 19. Wow. 19 Only 19, mentions. including yes. the cheater one I put in at the end. Well, all right, then we're we're breaking our ball valve addiction, which is is good. Maybe <laughs> maybe we'll get back up to six listeners someday. Then. It, that, this gives listen, me hope. It might have been 20. I don't know anyone that watches this show all the way to the very end, James. Like, that really speaks to a personality disorder. But actually, um, that's not true because you told me something in confidence just a minute ago, which I'm now going to spill on the air. You said <laughs> that your wife... Yeah. recently watched an episode and the only reason you admitted to that is uh you uh made some crack about watching this and i said i know for a fact you have never watched this show and then you <laughs> contradicted that you said you did because your wife was watching it in bed next to you and you were forced to sit through the episode apparently you don't own headphones to tune us out but your wife actually watches this which is shocking to me because my wife 100 percent does not you have mentioned that several times throughout the course, the life of this show. And uh, my wife, for the most part, stays far away from any creative endeavor of mine. But this past week, she was interested in something. I can't remember what I told her we talked about, but she had to check up and make sure that I wasn't speaking disparagingly about her. Does she realize that you mention her in literally every episode we do? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> if she if she hears this episode, she's going to have to go back and listen to the 200 other episodes to double check you and your life is going to get a lot harder. She'll become one of I believe five or six people who have admitted openly on a public forum to have watched every single episode of Wrong and Wronger. 
We should get them like a t-shirt of shame for their accomplishment. It's such a small elite group. They need to be recognized in some way. Well, the leader, the ringleader of that group, Miss Judy P, has sent her annual Christmas present to both of us. Now, mine was a bit of a fiasco to get because I cannot accept packages at the house, and so we had to work out a P.O. box, and the <laughs> P.O. box wasn't necessarily a sure thing because of the way that posted or uh, the postal system from Canada to the U.S. works. Judy P. lives in Canada. But, and, and then it sat at the P.O. box because it is not one that we check very often. I have a business P.O. box, which everybody on Twitter has because I get Christmas cards, but then I have a home P.O. box, which... Allegedly, we check more often, but this one languished for a little bit because we got busy. But I know it's in the middle of January, James. I know you have already unboxed your Judy P. Christmas gift. I know that my stuff is going to be better than yours, but I have her gift right here. And with her permission, I'm going to unbox it today. I uh, I hope this is like a Capone's vault situation. I hope she just sent you an empty box and we can just record this now live for posterity or humiliation. Because we all know that she sent me better stuff than she sent you. And by the way, huge shout out to GDP for doing this because she definitely oh, spent gosh. more on postage alone than we have ever made in profits off this entire podcast. So like our entire like our entire profit margin is basically just these packages she sends us once a year. That is so true. Oh. Well, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on, Breakwell. Remember, I got a tube of quarters, oh. of long quarters, from uh, from alert listener Kenneth Fisher one yeah, time. But... So I got 10 bucks worth of quarters once that I still yeah. have somewhere. Where's uh, Where's my cut of those profits, huh? <laughs> well, it probably goes. <laughs> you know, I was thinking the other day, James Breakwell. We have to pay every month to put this podcast up. Oh, on the, on we're going to go there. <laughs> you used to send me half of that every month. I and you stopped about two years ago. So I just like once every six or seven months. So I actually have a reminder on my phone every single month to send you money. And I usually just click it off. And once every seven <laughs> or eight months, I'm like, all right, I got to send him money again. And, uh, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll do an exchange. You send me half a roll of quarters and I will send you all of the back money I owe you. And then Holy we will be cow. square. <laughs> Your children will not have shoes on their feet if you did that. Man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think people realize we actually lose money putting this podcast up every week. It's well, by we, I mean me, of course, but well, allegedly we both lose money. <laughs> and uh, I don't know that we're appreciated for all that we do, James. Well, I mean, you have to remember, though, time is money. So regardless of if I send you the money or not, we are both losing time. Precious, precious time. Time that's so precious, in fact, that we are recording this at 7 slash 8 in the morning, which was the only time in your entire day when you weren't otherwise occupied with the disaster that is your life. <laughs> yeah, my day started when the alarm went off at 3, and I thought, oh, I get to have a good day. And then I remembered I'm recording with Breakwell, and I pulled the covers over my head and started drinking. But I also have Judy P's Christmas gift. And so without further ado, I pull out my pocket knife, and I would show you the front, but it has my home address and Judy's home address and her <laughs> real name, so I will not show you the full box. I, uh, I don't have my headset at the office this week, so I have to hold the phone in the crook of my neck to 
is is, is Judy not her real name? It is definitely her real name, is it not? No, it is. Her okay. first name is Judy, but I don't want to give her last okay. name away. You're about to throw my throw my whole life into disarray there. <laughs> there are only so many fake names to go around. We can't all be lying. <laughs> oh, God. Are you outing yourself, James Frankwell? Oh, no. Everybody knows it's a pen name. That's, that's con- Well, I mean, maybe not the podcast people. The podcast is weird because there there is a very small slice of a very small slice of people who only know me from this podcast and nowhere else. And so I guess they might be shocked to know that. But everybody who's from my end is well aware that I am a liar and a fraud. And I will say, too, I am probably the person with whom you talk to more than anyone else on Earth because we have 20 minutes with each other every week. (laughs) And yet it took two years for you to tell me your real name. Are you? I thought you knew it right from the start. I was pretty sure the first time I thought you were going to murder me in a hotel that you knew my real name. Why do you think that? I don't know. I just, I don't really remember things about our interactions because I pushed them from our mind. I just, I would rather not. And then, and then when you found out my real name, you use it like all the time. You just play with it with fire. You're like, you just have to get in there that you, that I revealed my <laughs> ultimate secret to you. Make me regret it every single day when we end this phone call. It's like, ah, he knows. Well, hold on. You told me your first name pretty early on, but your last name. You, you never directly told me. I got it indirectly. And I, we've, I've said this story on the air before, but we were at a pizza place and you were picking up a to-go order. So you had to mention who you were to the kid behind the <laughs> counter and you said your name. And I thought, oh, so that's your last name. And there it's- we are. It is. I don't know. And then people are like, oh, my gosh, I wonder what the name is. It's not like it's some special name. It's just some of the like, like Bob Johnson's like, oh, he's Bob Johnson. It's not like I have some some other alternate ego where it's like, oh, I got to go discover this. It's just, just a completely regular person. I just made it a completely different regular person name. So if you Google me, you don't find my day job. That was that was the only motivation behind any of this. Otherwise, I mean, it's, this is my real face and my real voice and my real personality. Sadly, the real me is out here, just slightly harder to Google. And uh, that, that is the only level of protection I gave to my family, and clearly it was not enough. <laughs> I This is not completely your real personality either, I will add that. Whoa, 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 now you're I'm a, I'm a personality fraud too? Just throw, throw the entire James Breakwell existence under the bus, why don't you? <laughs> well, we've talked about this one too, I think, a long time ago. You You're a little snarkier in a good way. Like, if, if you and I live close to each other, we would be real friends in real life. But Well, you've, uh, I don't know about that. But. Oh, well, you're, you're such a kid. I, I could teach you many things about life and the way of the world, James. But the um, when we first started doing these, you were a little more yourself on Twitter. And I remember saying to you once, because you got into it with a person on Twitter, and I... I texted you and i said like you might want to just be careful how you present yourself because you're you've got a brand to maintain and then you got pissed at me you were like well what i'm just freaking talking to someone on twitter they came at me i'm gonna come right back and i'm like yeah i understand but we we sort of argued about it a little bit but 
Um, I think you used to be more like you on Twitter, and you've gotten more mellow since then. Oh. That, that's all I'm trying to say. This oh, is not... I, actually, I think you're right. I used to swear on Twitter like way early in the early days before I realized yeah. I was going to build a brand as like this parenting comedy, you know, yeah. family friendly stuff. Yeah, yes, you're right. I did. Yeah, and, that, and back then I had no followers, and then I went the the super nice <laughs> <laughs> route, and I suddenly I started making money. I was like, guess what? I I'm going to be a nice person. Now that's who I am. So okay, I I will concede the point to you. I am I. Uh, I guess I thought perhaps you were saying that I'm snarkier on here than in real life. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm nicer on here than in real life. Maybe maybe if you met the real me, I'm like many levels of jerk above and beyond. Well, you're a real person behind the scenes. You swear you have bad days. What? Like you, no, never. Not me. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Next in line for sainthood. I would never ever use a, oh, a bad word. God. I, there's lightning going to come through the window. <laughs> but Well, let me just ask you then. Do you remember having that exchange with me early on? I don't. But I remember about once a year, somebody would have – they would make some comment that would get under my skin, and I would yeah. reply. And every, every time I'd regret it. But about once a year, it would happen. <laughs> and I finally got to the point I don't have that once a year anymore. I've gotten over it. And actually – Lately, I've I've been breaking my my vow of not reading the comments. I've been reading the comments sometimes because on Facebook for their algorithm, uh, here's a, here's a tip for those of you who are trying to uh, to make a living on Facebook or anywhere else. If you reply on your on your professional Facebook page, if you uh, if you reply to yourself in the comments, it's like triple retweeting it. My engagement just skyrockets. So I've really? I've had to yeah, and it only happens on Facebook. It doesn't happen on Twitter or anywhere else. So like I'll have a I'll have a post. It's just a screen cap of a tweet and it'll get like 400 likes. It's just going nowhere. It's way below my engagement on Twitter. And then I will go and I will comment on myself and suddenly it'll have 4000 likes. It's just it's mind-blowing the difference with how the algorithms on Facebook tra- treat this. And now this is why you can't teach a college class on, you know, algorithms and Facebook and all that cuz they could change it tomorrow. But right now as of January 12th, 2022 this is how it works and literally talking to yourself is the greatest way to build engagement on facebook i wonder if it's not necessarily that you are talking to yourself but that you specifically are talking to yourself because of the number of people who follow you because on twitter and you and i have had this conversation both publicly and privately like if somebody who has 12 followers likes one of my tweets it's not seen by anybody all you have to do is hit like. You don't need to retweet it. You don't need to comment on it. And my exposure for that tweet goes crazy. The most recent one, you and I talked about privately, you hit like, and I think I have over 150,000 impressions of that tweet. I usually get five to 10,000. <laughs> All you did was hit like on it. So I wonder if it's the number, like the, the, the street cred of the person who's commenting versus the fact that you commented on your own Facebook yeah. post. And that's mind-blowing to me because I think my regular tweets don't even necessarily get 150,000 impressions. Despite having a million followers, that doesn't mean anything because Twitter then decides how many people to show it to. I right. think, though, so like on Facebook, my wife does, she reads my stuff on Facebook. She will never, ever watch this podcast. <laughs> she will die before that happens. But she will uh, she will once a day go through and read my tweets as they're reposted on Facebook. But she has yeah. to go there manually 
because even though she's followed my page and she's set to see it first, Facebook will never ever show her my page unless she goes oh. there. But I think it has something to do, if I comment underneath it, it changes how many people it shows it to. And I think it shows it again to everybody who's previously commented. I think that's a large part of it. So it just uh, it, it, it just puts it back up there again for the people who already said they wanted to see it. And Facebook's like, no, no, you don't. And then I comment, they're like, actually, maybe you do. Maybe we'll give this a shot. And they put it out there. So anyway, I know you want to get to Judy's Peace presence. Uh, and I have now hijacked this for like 25 minutes talking about algorithm stuff nobody cares about. And by the way, for the record, I am just yeah. rooting that the, the, the only thing in that box is a bunch of ball valves. That would, that would make my whole year. Oh, more ball, ball valve talk. I will, uh, let me make sure I don't have to cover anything up here. She has, uh, she knows Mrs. Steve personally, so she has Mrs. Steve's name, but that is a peek inside the box. There are many rapid presents. Let's see if I can get the camera back. All right, so uh, this is to both Mrs. Steve and I, and we have, <laughs> we have spices, I'm guessing, to make steak. Mm. Uh, oh, so spices, barbecue well, spices. If it was for steak, steak it'd be ketchup. I mean, she didn't say you ketchup. It's not meant for steak. Well, uh, this one is specifically steak spice. I think people are trying to steer me away from putting ketchup on steak, but they don't recognize that I am doing the only thing that comes naturally to human beings and probably (laughs) the best thing. Another package for both Mrs. Steve and I. And it is, I'm guessing you got similar gifts. Oh, well, but, but better, stuff. of course. Oh, she sends us a moose Christmas ornament every year. We put them on our tree. We didn't, excuse me, we didn't have a tree this year. And a, uh, yeah. well, ooh, you, didn't have, you didn't have a house this year. I think the lack of a tree is understandable. <laughs> there was no room in the garage for a tree. <laughs> this one is just for Mrs. Steve, so I will keep that one wrapped. This is for... <laughs> For uh, Steve and Clifford from Judy. I don't know if she wants to make her husband's name public, so I'll just say it's from Judy and Mr. Judy. For me and the dog. The dog's name is Clifford. I was going to ask who is Clifford. That's actually a clever name because the the dog is uh, basically the size of a a large squirrel, and you've named him after the giant red dog, presumably. I don't know that he's the size of a large squirrel. But... (laughs) Yeah, so living out in the country, I do kind of keep inventory of there are animals that he could kick their ass, and there aren't many of them out there, so we, we keep them in the house. Ooh. But it is a mink, mink, micro-throw blanket, and uh, I tell you what, the dog is going to freaking love this. He loves this kind of thing to curl up on and to sleep on. I'll put that behind me. Is that, uh, is that real mink? That'd be impressive. That's super soft micro mink throw. Wow. Uh, it's machine washable. Can you throw a mink into the washing machine? I mean, I've never tried to throw a mink into a washing machine. I can imagine how that would go. <laughs> when the screaming stops, it would probably be pretty funny. This one is just, oops, that has her husband's name on it again. Just to me from Judy and Mr. Judy. And it is. <laughs> Judy, like most Canadians, very proud Canadian. We get a lot of Canadian stuff Mm -hmm. from Judy P. I am waiting. uh, The last package in here is the one I need the most. This is a Canadian beach towel. 
Yes, I got one of those. Okay, the last one is one that I use in my office and hang on the back of my door. It's going to be a calendar. Judy sends me a calendar every year, and it is the one my clients and I use. And it is the Toronto calendar. So that will today, it's already the 12th and I still have her last year's calendar hanging there waiting for this one. This will go on my office, the back of my office door, like as soon as we hang up. That is it, other than the Mrs. Steve gift, which I will bring and give to her tonight. But thank you, Judy P. Obviously a much better gift box than the one you sent the Breakwells. Well, I will I will dispute that forthwith. But before I get to that, I guess I, I'm on the track of minks. Like if I had, I know that mink fur is great, but if I had to draw a picture of a mink, I don't know that I could do it. I imagine it like a smaller badger with nicer fur. Do you know what a mink is? Yeah, they're like a little ocelot or a little like a big ferret. Okay, they're in the they're in the weasel family. Then I got gotcha. you. In the uh, mustelid, I believe they're mustelids. Yes. You are. You know what? That that sounds sciency, but coming from you, it's got to be wrong. But I don't. I don't know enough to challenge that fact. Uh, I'm maybe a doctor. Think, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know about all the all the weasels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a with it, for, of studying my relatives, yes. The uh, so you know Judy P was obviously very generous with you. She was still more generous with me because she likes me more, obviously. Because you know I have ninety five people in my family, so like all of my kids got individual gifts too. They got they got dinosaurs and teddy bears, which they love. They also got Canadian cookies, which you know was completely contrary to my goal of paying uh, giving giving them less sugar, but that the kids instantly inhaled because they were delicious. Cookies shaped like maple leaves, no less. And we also got uh, we got a lot of uh, stuff for The Mandalorian on, on Disney. I know you haven't watched Ooh, a new TV show no. since about 1984, but that is a excellent TV <laughs> show. So our, yeah. Yeah, our calendar was for The Mandalorian, and uh, we also use her calendar year-round. All of our doctor's appointments and important engagements get written on it. And we got a, uh, a Mandalorian he- hand towel. It's got like a Mandalorian head, and we, it's hanging on our fridge with pride. So uh, she has definitely upgraded our household and uh, expressed her preference for me over you, which is much appreciated because any way I can be better than you is uh, is always a good way to make my day and maybe even my whole week. Wow. Like what she said to me is, thank God I found you because before then all I had was Breakwell. <laughs> she would she would never defame me in such a way. And by the way, if there are any other fans out there who want to send us free stuff, just, just because, you know, clearly it's not in response to the quality content we put out. I mean, that's the opposite of what's going on here. Uh, but go ahead and send that in, and we will graciously take it. And, uh, you know, maybe someday I'll even, because uh, that is our entire profit margin, and uh, then I'll cancel it out by maybe someday possibly paying Steve. Now, now that he's publicly shamed me for it, I'm going to have to send him money like this afternoon with some bitter note about it i think you know me better than that (laughs) sometimes i just keep waiting i keep waiting to like when i send you the money be like oh no no you're good you don't need this you've you've given me your time and attention which is enough but no you you take that money even though you definitely don't need it it's one of those it's the principal kind of things and it just leaves us both mad (laughs) oh you know the uh Speaking of fans sending Christmas presents, I don't know if you get Christmas cards or Thanksgiving cards or birthday cards from your Twitter people or your Facebook people, but every now and again, my P.O. box will make the round. Someone will repost it. But my favorite address story was when you wanted to send that stupid poster of you to me, but wanted it to be a surprise. (laughs) 
and you called Judy to ask for my home address, and she wouldn't give it to you. I know. she did. I, after all this time, she didn't trust me, which I, I don't know. I don't know if she's just protective of you or doubtful of me or both, but I mean, she was 100% right to be suspicious, but just think if I, if I hadn't gotten that address, how much less glamorous your bathroom would be. I love that story. How loyal she is. (laughs) You of all people, she wouldn't give you my home address. That killed me when I found out. I don't even remember how I found out, but that was one of the best things I've ever heard. That reminds me, you still need a life-size poster of me for your house. I mean, I'm sure you what, you what? feel bad that it's only at your office. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Uh, n- no, no, I feel good. <laughs> I feel great, in fact. <laughs> well, let's walk everyone out of here before we continue down these memory lane paths. And uh, do you have any closing ball valves for people, James? I am officially 100% retiring from the ball valve game. And my goal next week is ball valve zero. Like we don't say the word ball valve at all. I think we can do it. I mean, I don't, I'm not that confident. Maybe there's a small chance we can do it. I don't know. We're going to see next episode, 100% ball valve free turn in to watch us lie. Boy, don't, if you're at the Bellagio, do not take that zero for the under (laughs) like that. Because you never know what's going to happen at the ranch between now and then. And believe me, if anything goes sideways, it will involve a ball valve. We just have to think of a but different until- word. Like, it's just like, like monkey. Something went wrong with the monkey, and I'll know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, that sounds so dirty. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, where James will accidentally say ball gag instead of ball valve, <laughs> because that's how his autocorrect works on his phone. I don't ask questions. This is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, thanks to Judy P for both James and my Christmas gifts. And until we meet again, always remember two wrongs can make a right.